Hello, my friends, and welcome to Doctrina Sexualitas, Latin for Teaching Sexuality. You see, Latin is a very old language, a dead language, if you will, that people use to make themselves sound more educated. And since this is an educational space, I decided it might be fun to stick with that trope. We'll see how it goes. I was the kid in first or second grade who found a Kama Sutra book on my mother's bookshelf and I was fascinated and ran around and told fucking everybody about all of these cool ways to hug. And I mean, look at me now, I'm still doing that. I grew up in San Francisco, California, which is a mecca for sexual expression. I grew up going and witnessing all sorts of shit at events like the Folsom Street Fair and Burning Man, and that sort of shaped, definitely helped to shape who I am today. Just this perspective that I grew up in this amazing, beautiful world where everyone was encouraged and celebrated to fully be themselves. And I was kind of in for a shock later in life when I moved away. I moved to Chicago in the Midwest and found out pretty quickly that I had grown up in a total bubble and that the rest of the world, I mean, mainly this country, but you know, West, the Western world, and fuck, yeah, the whole world. Most people didn't really like other people to enjoy themselves or be themselves unless it looked a lot like them. You know, this status quo bullshit that we're all trying to dismantle right now. When I lived in Chicago, I started working at an adult store that was in the transition point of shifting a lot of their products from being the kind of more novelty, crappy plastic shit and moving into focusing on the body safe materials. And that was something that was really interesting to me that the FDA does not regulate the sex toy industry and so a lot of the materials that toys are made out of are not actually safe for your body. A lot of them can tear and hold bacteria. Again, we'll get into this in another episode, but this store that I worked at was starting to teach classes and I learned a lot in teaching classes and listening to my coworkers teaching. Just the way that every single individual that walked into that store had a completely different need and desire what they're looking for, but also a completely different background of where they were coming from, meaning whether they were super confident about coming in there or if they were really shy. And one day, I was about 22 at this point, and this woman came in who was older than me, I would say maybe late 30s, and the way she held herself was, I could tell she was very shy and uncomfortable. And if you've ever worked retail, hopefully you know this, that if someone looks like that in your store, leave them the fuck alone for a minute and let them sort of ease into the space. 
So I let her poke around for a while and I could see she was kind of started looking up, making eye contact, and so I went over to ask her if I could help. Long story short, you know, she sort of went on for a little bit tiptoeing around the subject and finally came out with the fact that she'd never had an orgasm ever in her entire life. And she immediately put her head down and just felt really embarrassed and I and I told her that's that's really common. Unfortunately, so, but it is really common. A lot of the reason for that is because we get stuck in our heads or we think that our partner is supposed to know everything about our bodies when most of the time we don't know anything about our own bodies. And this is common for everybody, you know, every kind of human, but mostly uh, for cis women or people who grew up as a, a female child, this concept that you're not supposed to enjoy sex, you're not supposed to masturbate, you're supposed to only just shove kids out of your vagina and that's the only time we're gonna talk about it. And that's really damaging, you know? There's this concept of, oh, boys will be boys, and if he's, you know, 12 or 13, like, there's lots of jokes in TV and movies, like, oh, don't go knocking on his, or like, go knock first on his door. <laughs> um, you know, cause he's gonna be masturbating. But that isn't the same for girls. So in talking with this woman, I, I know I said long story short and now I'm rambling, so... So with this woman, I, I first just talking to her about that and, and letting her speak and feel how she felt about it and then meeting her with compassion and understanding, we ended up walking around the store together and I was pointing out all the different types of toys and what they do and then started explaining her anatomy to her because it was clear that she didn't really understand the intricacies of how a vagina is set up. She was saying that when she has enjoyed sex, when she has enjoyed sexual pleasure, even though she wasn't climaxing, it was the times where she felt more full. And so I told her that, well, if you insert a butt plug, since your anus and your vagina share a wall, sometimes having a butt plug in there will make your vagina, anything inserted in there will make it feel tighter and more full because there, you know the wall is being pressed up against by the, the butt plug. And, and as we were talking more about that, I was like, okay, butt plug make you feel more full and then deeper vibration, something like a Hitachi magic wand with an attachment. So there is insertion, but it's that deep, deep rumbly vibration that a lot of people need um, to get into the, the root of the clitoris. Again, I'm fucking rambling. This is all gonna be information that's provided in further episodes, but she bought a few things and, you know, she had a mini rundown lesson of her anatomy, and the next day, she comes back into the store, beelines over to me, and gives me a big hug that, like, lifted me up off the ground. And that feeling, I mean, that's why I'm still doing this shit today. 
because that it's not so much that oh I like helped her orgasm because it's so much more of that mentality it's not really about the products that she bought it's about offering conversation and and information that helps someone sort of just get past that mind fuck anyway after that experience I ended up moving to Nashville Tennessee and immediately was like oh, but where's the sex shop I mean, the only options was Jenna's Toy Box, which is a purple double wide on Dickerson Pike. And the Hustler Store, which was like stilettos and a super macho male manager who just was like everything has to be like sexy it just felt really condescending and not my cup of tea so I decided to open up my own shop which took about four years to find a location I was turned down by seven different landlords because no one wanted to touch it no one wanted to be the landlord that let a sex shop open But I finally did find a location and some landlords who were super open to the idea and I opened it in 2017. It was called Earthly Delights, a lifestyle boutique. And with the shop, I started doing bachelorette parties and just toy parties in general. But that was super fun because I got to talk to people who were either in their own homes or at least in a group of their own friends. And that create that helped with the safe space thing. People were able to ask questions and I really got into this teaching the full breadth of, of the curriculum. Not just talking about here's these toys and here's why they're amazing, but really educating people on here's your anatomy, here's what's happening with your nerves and your hormones and here's why this and that feels good and doesn't and blah, 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 blah. Like, it was fascinating and some of the more rewarding work I've ever done in my life. And there was one party I did where I showed up to the Airbnb and it was about six or seven young women already, you know, already drinking cocktails and they all had the matching tank tops on and it was a fun vibe in there and so I get there and I'm handing out the goodie bags and we start talking about lube and they're just like firing questions like I can't even get half a sentence out before they're like yeah but what about what about this and blah, 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 blah. and then you know they're answering each other and chiming in and the doorbell rings and one of them goes over and answers the door and she pops back in with this like distressed confused look on her face and I know that they had ordered pizza but there was a split second where I was like oh fuck they also ordered a stripper turns out though um it was not a stripper 
They open the door and in saunters like 12 bros, like straight off of Broadway, red solo cups in hand, just like making themselves feel at home. They just saunter, like I said, like literally just like, you know, that slow bro walk leading with their hips, like, oh, hey, ladies, into the kitchen slash dining room area where we were doing the party. And they're all chit-chatting, whatever. I don't think they noticed that I was, like, separate. And they're all chit-chatting, talking. It kind of gets a little chaotic. And I just snap my fingers. And went, hey, boys, you're just in time. We've been talking about lube and Kegels, and we're about to talk about the clitoris, so sit the fuck down and shut up. And they did. It was amazing. <laughs> they all immediately were like, oh, my, I'm sorry, ma'am. And they all sat down and I continued talking. And suddenly, like, th this is a room full of, like, young, young 20s, like, early 20s, cis men and cis women, all heterosexual, kind of falling under that bracket of, like, heteronormies, you know, bros and bachelorette bitches, right? Like, it was amazing. These, the questions that started coming out and the sincerity of these people just never having had the opportunity to talk to the opposite sex. It was fascinating. One of the guys grabs one of the rabbit vibrators out of my hand and goes, but like, my dick doesn't do this. And I put my hand on his shoulder and, and said, yeah, but, but your dick does other awesome things. And you as a human do other awesome things. And then at another point, I think I was talking about how pleasure feels different to all of us. And there's the reason why there's so many different toys is because there's so many different pleasure receptors in our bodies and different people like different things. And one of the guys goes, how do you know what she likes? And all the, all the women just like immediately tried to jump down his throat. There was a lot of screaming and I was like, Hey, hey, hey wait a second. That's actually a really good question. There are lots of times when there might not be a verbal communication, but what are some ways that you can tell that your partner's into it? And like, obviously, duh, ask, right? That's what all the women were saying. They're like, you need to ask her. And it was like, no, but like in the moment, yeah, there, there might be body language that shows that they're into it. There might, or, or that they're not into it. Maybe you have a conversation beforehand about what they're into. Maybe you stop and ask. And, and the, it was just really... It was so cool watching these conversations happen. I was like shivering with just amazement and really felt like in that moment, this is what I'm here to do. So me finding that Kama Sutra book on my mom's bookshelf and being excited about all these ways to hug, I mean, really is what inspired me, I think, to, you know, do that now for you, <laughs> right? Like, 
I'm gonna explain to you all the different ways to hug and share with you this comprehensive, inclusive, fact-based exploration of all the different opportunities for pleasure. With this podcast, Doctrina Sexualitas, the intention is, well, to teach sexuality in a way that sex education has completely failed to do. We're here to provide comprehensive, inclusive, fact-based sex education that focuses on pleasure and doesn't use scare tactics and misinformation to confuse and shame people into thinking that sex is wrong or bad or unhealthy. Because guess what? Sex is the opposite of those things. In the United States, the federal government has funneled more than $2.2 billion, that's taxpayer dollars, into programs that promote abstinence only. It should be noted and celebrated that there has been an influx of sex-positive information out in the public sphere. It is rare, though, that it actually supplements the misinformation being taught. Obviously, there's people looking for it, you're looking for it, and I'm so glad that you're here. I do find that a lot of these efforts tend to fly under the radar or be sort of shoved into the corner of, oh, that's where all the sex-positive people are. It's not really accessible to everyone. Not a lot of people know that it's out there. Again, you do, so kudos to you. But I also find that some of these efforts um, to promote sex-positive information or education tend to focus on niche sort of, quote, alternative lifestyles such as the communities that are excluded from the status quo that's upheld in abstinence-only programs. Though that, that's totally necessary and awesome, I find them to similarly fail at being effectively inclusive. I'm not saying they're wrong or bad or shouldn't be there. I think we need to promote and support all of these efforts. I mean, these are my colleagues and we're all doing amazing work. I do think that sometimes the misconception is that the misconception being that hetero, cis, otherwise normative people are getting accurate information when in reality nobody is. on the flip side, the other misconception is that the sex-positive realm is only promoting polyamorous, gay, kinky orgies and aren't welcoming. My approach as an educator is heuristic or heuristic, depending on how you fucking talk. It's H-E-U-R-I-S-T-I-C comes from the Latin heuristicus, from the Greek heuristica. I don't speak any of these languages. It's from the word to discover, 
and a heuristic teaching method, in short, it's the teach a man to fish approach, right? Teaching someone all of the ins and outs of what's going on, how to navigate, instead of just telling someone what to do. I don't claim to have all of the answers, and I am also constantly learning, but I can provide guidance, and I do spend most of my time, and I've spent most of my life, studying and researching these topics. I am dedicated to providing the biological facts first, exploring the linguistics necessary to broaden perspective, and I offer a safe space, which is really important with this kind of information. It's a sensitive topic for most people. It's also an area that holds a lot of shame and curiosity. And people often, in my experience as a sex educator and as a sex shop owner, a lot of people have so many questions but are timid in, in asking them. So. This podcast is going to be in sort of an every other alternating episode kind of format where we'll have chapters of my whole sex education curriculum. It'll be a lot of me talking and I hope I don't fucking bore you. Um, and then we're going to do Q&A episodes as well. If you've been following my work up until now, maybe you know that I used to do hump day Q&A on Instagram and I'm not a fan of social media and also with this type of subject matter, I end up getting shadow banned all the fucking time. I'm hoping that this Q&A episodes will sort of supplement that. You can call into the show and ask a question and I'll answer it. There's also going to be an option to write in. I had a friend point out that some of us are lazy and shy, so there's going to be a write-in option as well. And we'll work it into the show. My goal with this is to provide the information, this heuristic approach and the safe space so that you can navigate your own life and your own experiences. Navigate the physical and the emotional and the mental and the spiritual realms of your own life and where all of this sort of ties in because being sex positive isn't about encouraging people to have tons of sex all the fucking time. It's about creating an awareness and understanding that sexuality is multifaceted, that sex is integral to being human, and it should be safe emotionally and physically. It should be free of shame. And above all, it should be based on your informed personal choices. I want you to be informed so that your choices are informed and so that your pleasure is informed. Whether you are an adult who was deprived of your own sex education 
or if you are a parent of an adolescent under 18, this podcast is the education that you deserve. For legal reasons, there does have to be um, an age restriction advisory just because of the content. But that way, if you are a parent, you can listen and learn for yourself and then decide what you value passing along to your kids or if you're comfortable with them listening. all that. I hope you enjoy this podcast. And if you have any questions about your own sex life or relationships or pleasure in general, call into the show, leave a message. You can also follow on Instagram at Hey Sill, which is H-E-Y underscore S-Y-L. There's also an Instagram for Doctrina Sexualitas, which is just at Doctrina Sexualitas. Um, on Wednesdays, we do hump day Q&A, so you can ask a question there, or you can just send a DM. You can also go to the website, doctrinasexualitas.com, and leave a message there, either calling into the show or just writing it in. Yeah, if you have any questions about the curriculum as well, I, I would love to know what was missing from your sex education, or what you are wanting to know more about now, or what you are wanting your kids to know. So again, on the website, I have the whole curriculum written out, just sort of talking points, like what will be a little overview of what will be included. But if there's any of those that you want specific answers to, or something that's missing, let us know. And until next time, I hope you have a beautiful day.